if you're speaking to the sports fan listens to our show, those are the people that are going to the They're, games, that do care. It's embarrassing. Who would you replace him with? That's over my pay grade. Well, okay. so is firing him, but you didn't no, have no, any wait hesitation a minute, wait a with that. Steve carries himself with a lot of dignity, truth. Thank you for everything. He doesn't take days off. He's one of those guys that he's out there every game. There's a new type of broom out. It's sweeping the nation. <laughs> are you Googling this? Protect our radio talent. You two are ridiculous. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Polly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Pauly Sebelia, I'm Stephen Fonte. We welcome you into a Monday edition of Orange Nation. A couple guests lined up for you here in hour number one. We've got the head coach of Bayheim's Army, Jeremy Pope, set to join us at 12.15. And then our good friend Mike McAllister from... Syracuse on SI, allsyracuse.com. Mike will join us coming up at 1230. He's our resident recruiting Holy expert. Holy cow. Some big recruiting news pope. over the weekend. <laughs> you've, been, uh, you've been asking for the Pope for the last uh, two weeks now. He's um, going to be rolling up in his Pope mobile. Sorry, you can finish on that. We, Syracuse got a big recruit. Sorry, I had they to did. make a Pope joke. They did. And we're going to bring on Mike McAllister to, to tell us about Justin Taylor, uh, to talk about that commitment. You put him with Kamari Lands. Now you you know you you're starting to work towards something that that could be special. They're in on three point guards. You assume they're going to land one of those guys. Yeah, you and I had an interesting discussion last night. Is how are they going to handle that? Is it going to be like we're just going to take the first guy that says he's coming? Like, what do you do in this situation? Got three really good options, right? Yeah. Do you have to do it? We want this. Do they? I'm sure they. Do have they like, prioritize? Yeah, but you don't want to lose out on. One of them, or all three of them, because you're prioritizing one of them, right? Yeah. Well, you, right. You, you're gonna right. That, that's the point. Is it like if your top choice is the last guy to decide, and the other two guys go elsewhere, you you better land that third one. So yeah. you but asked also, if it would be a, a first come if, first serve what type. What if thing. the third best one wants to come? Right, and he says, "I'll commit to you right now." Yeah. You what know? do you do? That's that is a great question, um, and we'll we'll ask Mike McAllister that very question. I get the feeling that. You know these these three are are pretty close in terms of what they bring to the table, and of course JJ Starling was uh, making his official visit over the weekend. Um, you know Justin Taylor has said that you know he's trying to recruit Quadir Copeland. Um, so we'll we'll hear from Mike McAllister about how he thinks this whole thing plays out uh, at the point guard position. Your phone calls, of course, welcome at any time three one five. Four three seven seventy six forty four. So we'll do a segment here. Then we've got back to back interviews, and then phone lines will be open the rest of the way if you want to check in. By the way, you know what else we get a lot of hate on? Syracuse recruiting, Jerry McNamara, and I don't know where it comes from. Uh, he does a pretty good job at it. Yeah, I mean, he just landed Justin Taylor over the weekend. I mean, he's landed two that also that against his, you know. Anything he could have done went to, one went to Kentucky and one just uh, went to Oregon. Yeah. And they were huge recruits. He's landing these guys. So. Yeah. I mean, a big, big get for Jerry, big get for the staff over the weekend. He gets a bad rap uh, from our listeners, right? I think there are a couple in particular. I, I don't know if he gets a bad rap from a majority of people. The most vocal ones, would you say, of our listeners? Yeah. Okay. I, I'd say that that's fair. I think the, I think the comments are unfair. Um, but yeah, I, I think your your point is uh, that he gets a bad rap. I think that's that's absolutely true. Um, I, I think 
I think the recruiting talk is is a bit overblown about yeah, you know they they can't recruit quote unquote they. Um, I, I think that's nonsense, and I think the sanctions had a lot to do with it. And now that this program's on the other side of the sanctions, I mean, let, let's see how this this class shakes out because I I think they have the the potential to have a really special class uh, coming in next year, and you don't do that by accident. Yeah, th- this also made me think of, and I. You know, I hate to word it this way, but what was the, maybe someone will call in with, what was the most uh, disappointing recruiting class that you can think of? Most disappointing recruiting class. How far back are we going? In, in anyone in your history. So it's interesting you bring this up. Are you bring this up because of Axe's tweet from earlier today? No, because I brought it up last night to you. Remember? Oh, right, 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 right. I brought it up last night and I was thinking, like the 2003 one, it it didn't live up to the hype, but it, it turned out two NBA players and a right. Yeah. So Axe tweeted out uh, today. He he went all the way back to two thousand two. So he went back the last twenty years and laid out the classes. The Mike w- Jones class with uh, with who came in that year. Um, so going back to two thousand three, you're referring to the Daryl Watkins, Demetrius Nichols, Terrence Roberts, Louis McCroskey class. Yeah. Like that that had to be one of their highest rated I mean, how about, recruiting classes. You, you say the most disappointing. How about the, the class the year after with Josh Wright and Deshaun Wright? Yeah, but, but that class wasn't high like highly high rate, highly like ranked, that. yeah. That's fair. But like Daryl Watkins had a decent NBA career. D Nick got drafted. That's a great question. So the Mike Jones year that was uh Paul Harris was in that class, Devin Brennan McBride. There's a I mean that's a that's a strong contender in terms of most disappointing. <laughs> Who's the kid that was here for like a day and left? Kopechny, is that what his name was? Oh, yeah, the Konechny. Uh, yeah. Konechny, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. That was a interesting one. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I mean, I'd say right there in the middle of the 2000s you've got a couple of couple of of High content, top contenders. Because I'm not saying that overall the D. Nick Watkins class was uh, disappointing, but they were probably the highest rated, right? He's got them listed as uh, ninth, ninth best recruiting class that year. That year, Malachi Lydon Howard. They uh, got us to a Final Four. Uh. Look at look at 2013. Ennis, B.J. Johnson, Ron Patterson, Tyler Robeson, Chinu Aboko. I mean, can you say there was a disappointment though, based on just Tyler based Ennis on Ennis alone. alone? I mean, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. McCullough Joseph it was a pretty disappointing one, and that was the eighth ranked. That was eighth in the conference, so 30, 38th over, oh, oh, eighth oh, in the conference, thirty eighth overall. Yeah, I would say you know looking looking at these numbers, I, I think I'd I'd probably have to go back to two thousand six. How about this recruiting class? It's not disappointing. Fab Mello, Dion Waiters, C.J. Fair by Musakita. That's a pretty damn good recruiting class. Worked out for him, right? Yeah. Here's another killer one. Dante Green, Johnny Flynn, Scoop Jardine, Rick Jackson, Christoph Ogenot. I don't even remember who Sean Williams is. but Big guy. 
didn't pan out. But there you go. Carmelo Anthony, Jerry McNamara was a pretty damn good one, too. So what's your answer? You posed the question. I, I think that the 2003 one is... 2003. Yeah. Most disappointing. Yeah. Because they didn't do anything, right? Yeah. And they were... That was a big recruiting class. Anyway, I, I do think the whole... The, the narrative of, you know, the program can't recruit. I, I do think it's... I do think it's nonsense. Um, in any event, we'll uh, we'll talk with with Mike McAllister uh, coming up at twelve thirty. We'll talk some recruiting with him in in about twenty minutes. A lot happened this weekend that we briefly need to recap, and we can get through uh, you know throughout the show. Um, but I, I think it starts with the Justin Taylor news. Big get for this program, um, and, and you know all eyes are on this recruiting class, the the class of twenty twenty two. Um, they're not going to have Dior Johnson. We know that he was, you know, supposed to be the crown jewel. I, I think they're going to end up being just fine, though. Yeah, that 2022 class is uh, shaping up to be yeah pretty good. special. Yeah. yeah, has the potential. They to beat be special. out, and when you look at this Taylor kid, you got to look at who they beat out. They beat out all the other ACC schools. They beat Virginia, Carolina, they, Virginia, yeah, that, yeah, those are Carolina and Virginia. They beat two huge schools. To get a recruit. Right. I mean, his, his top five was Syracuse, Vatek, Virginia, Carolina, Indiana. Yeah. And, I mean, they, they beat out some big programs to land him. And, and this goes back to, I know we kind of glossed over this, and we, we mentioned it on the show, but, you know, Jim Beheim said in that interview with Adam Zagoria the, the fact that, you know, he said, I, I've got my sons for one more year. And we said, well, what does that mean? It sounds like Buddy's only in this program one more year. Buddy's only in this program one more year. Like, it came up again. Justin Taylor said that with Buddy moving on after next year, I'm going to, you know, step in. And, I, I mean, Buddy is playing one more year. And then, right. he's, and then he's going pro. What if he has a down year? My son asked me that very question last night. We were talking about this. They've kind of... I think the deci- it, it sounds like the decision is made. You know, he's going to spend four years in college. He's going to graduate. I think he's ready to move on. It's not like he's going to forget how to shoot in the next year. What if year. he goes to a different... What if he left Syracuse for Duke? Oh, what a kick in the gut that would be. Seton Hall, right? <laughs> Wants to be reunited with Kadari. <laughs> get one year. <laughs> get one year with Kadari. Um, he, he's he's playing one more year and he's leaving. And and this Justin Taylor commitment, I think, is just more evidence of that. I know Jim Beheim said it, but now Justin Taylor said it. Uh, in several of the interviews that he's done over the course of the last twenty-four to forty-eight hours, that Buddy's leaving after one more year, he's going to step in, and he's you know he's got the opportunity to play right away, and that was attractive to him. Um, so I know we've kind of glossed over it, but it it sounds like that is happening. Well, this is his year to shine. Does he have? Can he put a team on his back? Does he need to put a team on his back? And ca- he already did. He carried a team to the Sweet Sixteen. Right? He did. He did. Um, He's going to get the opportunity to do that again. Now, going here's a good question for you and the fan. Would you accept a Sweet 16 this year? Is that acceptable again? Is that acceptable? Is that, is that the goal this year? I mean, they got their... I think I think it's acceptable pretty much any year, right? right? I mean... All right, just checking. Sweet 16? Yeah, of course you would accept that if you're, if you're a fan. Of course. We, but he, Buddy's got to step it up. Needs an Elite Eight run. I mean, you get to the Sweet 16, anything can happen, obviously. You know, yeah, I, that's the way I look at it. You get to the Sweet 16, and everything else is uh, gravy, right? 
Yeah, I think it used to Every be. Year. I do think there, there's been a shift, right? Because I think, you know, we both grew up here, um, and, you know, me more so than you. I know that you spent some time in San Diego, but then came back. But it used to be that Sweet Six, if. If they didn't get to the Sweet 16, it felt like a disappointing year, right? Well, yeah, I still think that would be the case. But I feel like it used to be Sweet 16 was kind of like the baseline. You know, for SU lacrosse for so many years, it was get to the Final Four was like the expectation. And then it was like, you know, obviously the goal was to win a national title, but it was get to the Final Four first and foremost. With SU basketball, I think for a long time, the expectation was, well, you know, Sweet 16 felt like the baseline. And then it was like, see what happens from there. That's no longer the case, right? Sweet 16 feels like an accomplishment. Um, but the game has changed, and there's more parity now, and, and so on and so forth. Right? Would you agree with that? Yeah. I still think a non-Sweet 16 years of disappointment in Syracuse. I still feel... Look at what they've done. Even with average But I, I don't know as if the expectation is Sweet 16. Right, I don't know as if you go into a year saying, "Well, this team has to at least get to the Sweet 16." I mean, in the past fifteen years, like, just think of what they've done. Yeah, no, or I go back to Andy. They've Rowe had a lot of success. Yeah, like, yeah, they've had, and they continue to have a lot of success. You understand what I'm trying to say, though, right? Yeah, but now I feel like even if they bring an average team into the tournament, that Jim Beheim has some sort of wizardry or his own my buddy doll that. <laughs> That he doesn't need a my buddy doll. He's, he's got, got the actual buddy <laughs> that uh, brings him luck. But yeah, I, I I think Sweet Sixteen, anything under a Sweet Sixteen, is a disappointment. All right, we do have to take a timeout. I don't want to keep Jeremy Pope waiting after it's a holy day. On, uh, after we uh, we spent a couple Nation. weeks trying to track him down, we finally tracked him down. There's a lot to get to though. Stanley Cup Finals start tonight. We can get into the NBA. Suns have a chance to close out the Clippers. We can get into the Bucks Hawks series. A lot of baseball from over the weekend. Yankees getting swept. Uh, your Padres continue to be fun to watch with we, Fernando Tatis. We couldn't find the Pope. I thought he just hung out at the Vatican. <laughs> You Sorry. can't help yourself. No. I'm trying to hustle, get to break here. Don't want to keep him waiting, and you're trying to bog me down with the Sorry. dad jokes. Sorry. All right, we got a lot to get to on the show today. Jeremy Pope, Bayheim's Army head coach, joins us next on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. Personal file, 69. Offense, he was giving them the business. Our take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. So Polly was right. Nobody wanted to call in to talk recruiting because Syracuse landed the recruit. Yes. Yes. So since nobody wanted to talk recruiting, we're bringing in Jordan for today's business. What's up, Jordan? Not much. There's nothing to complain about today. So you don't have to call in. You can save your energy. Take good energy. We'll take good vibes. They don't have good vibes. The people with good vibes don't call in. They have jobs. <laughs> I don't How much know. more I, damage can we do? I, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know if you truly mean that. Do you mean that? Yeah. Don't, don't mean Please that. don't ask him to confirm. Please don't ask him to double down. The he fa- will. The he- people with the bad vibes is fa- the fact that they get reception in their parents' basement. You're just start, amazing. you're just trying to start trouble today. He needs to fill all the bad vibes we're not getting, and that's okay. Just thank God we can't FaceTime with them from their parents' basement because you don't want to see them in their underwear with Cheeto dust on their face. It's a mess. You know, speaking of bad vibes, let's get to today's business, and we'll start with the worst vibes. 
for Yankees fans, and that is two now, two series sweeps at the hands of the Boston Red Sox. Another one happening this weekend. Garrett Cole, he's not looking good since this whole foreign substance check. In his last five starts, he's given up five runs, two runs three times in a row, and five runs again. I feel like I've said this a couple times already this year, but things are crumbling for the Yankees. You know, every time we think they're turning a corner, I mean, how many times have we said this? And then they and then they go right back in, in the other direction. They're back into fourth place now. We had Michael Kay on the show last week. I think he put it well. He said this team doesn't score runs if they don't hit home runs. And when they don't hit home runs, they don't win. And and we've seen it. And it's an issue. And they are they are the epitome of mediocrity right now. Yeah. The the Yankees are who we thought they were, I believe is the is a famous quote. They're the fourth best team in that division, right? At the moment, they are, yeah. They are. At the moment, they are the fourth best team in that division. Well, we, we know who we, they are. We didn't think that going into the season. No, but they are. They are right we, now. Not, they are, and they will be. You think you don't think they're making the playoffs? No. Okay. Look at them. They're like they're not even in the wild card hunt right now. They're, there's mean, they're, so many teams ahead of them. They're in the hunt. There's four teams ahead of them in their division. Let alone the that means all those teams are ahead of them in the wild card too. Steve, you sound they're a little f- bit nervous there. Five and a half. Five and a half. Ba- I mean, they're in the hunt. They're five and a half back in the wild card. I, I, I'm with you. I mean, they're they're struggling right now. If if we were to make a friendly wager though about whether or not they're going to make the not playoffs, good value. No. 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 Garrett, I, I would pick them. To, I, I would say they're they're making the playoffs. I think they're going to figure it out. I do. That's the most Homer thing I've ever heard about. Them. They're the Yankees. They'll make a deal before the debt. They'll, they'll figure it out. That was what I was going to ask you. Are they buyers or sellers? They're buyers. The Yankees are always buyers. Why would you be? Because they're the Yankees. They need to make... The expectation was... I mean, the expectation was, you know, World Series this year. Yeah. And now you, they're never getting to the World Series with this... No, I don't, I don't think they are either. Do I think they're going to get a wild card? I, I think they will play their way back into a playoff position. I really do. I'm not just saying that as a homer. Like, I, yes, I'm a Yankee what fan. What have you seen? The cream rises to the top, Paulie. Yeah, right. You're, you're taking that from our open that we hear every day. The old what, one. The old one. This is spoiled milk. It's the end of June. They are the Yankees. I... I Truly believe that they will at least get into the That's playoffs. That's your argument. They're the Yankees. Yeah. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like Paulie whenever Syracuse men's basketball something goes wrong, going, it's Syracuse men's basketball. They're a blue blood. They'll be fine. I think we're approaching the same territory. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a, a good comparison, Jordan. Right? Isn't that what you always say? That don't worry about it. They'll be fine. They're not fine. This team isn't fine. You're right. They're not fine. Garrett Cole can't pitch without spider tack. Do you, do you think the Red Sox are going to win this division? you think the Red Sox are a playoff team for that matter? Yes, they clearly are. They clearly you are. You don't okay. make it this far into a season. with the, the San Francisco Giants are legit. Who's more legit? You think the Giants are the best team in baseball? Yes. You do. Okay. Yeah. He did have them in his power rankings. Yeah. They, they. You guys did power rankings on Friday when I wasn't here? We, we can do. Yeah, we do. A, we, we do a lot of things when you're not here because you're never here. <laughs> wow, I'm in a mood today. I was just. I got the Monday. I got a case of the his, Monday. What is his deal? What is his deal today? The the, the, the people, the fans have got me fired up, we, and now I'm. Uh, uh, you guys are catching shrapnel. I, I guess so. 
We discussed this before the summer started. You were like, oh, I'm fine with it, Steve. Take as much time as you need. No, I don't miss you. I'm just saying you would know what was going on if you were here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fight, fighting words from um, Polly today. What? But they still could get good by losing one of their bats. Right? If the Yankees sold one of their bats for a, a player that's ready now that could hit for average and get on base. Yeah, I mean, they, they need or that. Or a pitcher. Yeah, they need that. Or they could blow up the whole damn thing. They're not going to blow up the whole thing. They're not. They're not. Would you Who who would you say that is the most expendable on the Yankees roster right now? The most expendable. Define expendable. Like, who would you say, if you... Could get rid of one player on this team for a, a good draw, like good, like a a king's ransom. Who would you get rid of? What do you think you would get for like a Glaber Torres? I was going to say Aaron Judge. No, you can't get rid of Judge. He's going to get you the most. Contract. Yes, he would get you the most. His contract is. Uh, are they going to resign him? Torres is twenty four. Are they going to resign Aaron Judge for what he's going to ask? Uh, they're the Yankees. Yeah, I think they will. I think they will. Or do you get a bunch of good young players in his place and build the foundation that wins? Because he hasn't won. I, I don't. I don't think the Yankees are are. That's not their mo. They don't let the superstars walk away. They they the, accumulate superstars. The Yankees also never cared about the luxury tax. I guess. before and now that's fair. They care about the luxury tax. This isn't your, this isn't your father's Yankees or your Yankees, old man. <laughs> this I is wouldn't it. mind seeing Gary Sanchez walk. I tell you that. Here's what we'll say. Over the weekend, Brian Cashman was saying they're going to be buyers. Uh, reading right now, there's some. Uh, the Pirates are one team that expects to field calls from the Yankees. The Pirates, they are, field calls from they, everyone. Yes. Well, they're <laughs> basically about, the farm system for the major league. Well, they're talking about maybe an Adam Frazier specifically, who's an All Star finalist. He's on a team that's not doing too well. That's maybe a guy that we could Yankees could look at. Is there an intern at the desk to answer the phone? There's a there's a couple people. At Good. The desk. Maybe they're paying attention. Got a phone ringing. There we go. Excellent. Okay, what else you got for us, Jordan? Well, speaking of uh, fighting words and bad days, uh, Hector Santiago had a very bad day over the weekend. That is the Mariners pitcher who was the first one ejected for a foreign substance check. Now him. And manager Scott Surveys swear that it was legal rosin plus sweat that made this sticky moisture substance. But the crew chief at the time said that it was incredibly noticeable. They confiscated his glove, kicked him out of the they game. They put his glove in a bag like it was a crime scene. <laughs> it was like CSI. It was awesome. <laughs> hey, that's what you were saying, right? We need sticky cops. They took yeah. it literally. Oh, they got a they got a crime they, like a crime scene unit. I loved it. That was before we get to the call. That was surreal. We finally saw it happen. Was it everything you hoped? You're not allowed to use sweat either. So they can argue that it was legal substance. You can't like run your fingers through your hair and pitch, right? No, you can. I mean, that's what Scherzer said the other day. Scherzer was saying it's just sweat. I mean, how how can you outlaw sweat? I mean, it's and you can't goop your hand up with like sticky like sweat and rosin. That is a good point. How do you you, enforce you can't that? outlaw sweat? Are they going to do like a chemical breakdown? Are they going to send his glove to a lab? 
and break down what it is? Because that know. is awesome. If Are they, they going to separate the substances by density to yes. figure out what it was? Put it in one of those uh, centrifuge spinny thingies. Whatever. However I they, don't even know what that word means. However they no figured good. out that Subway's tuna fish isn't exactly tuna. They'll send it to that same lab. How I, did that not come up while Steve was gone? See, Steve, you're embracing it. Let's go. We talked about that on Bridge Street. That's, I why, find I, out, that's why I know something I about it. I find it awesome. I just imagine it's like CSI Miami and like the gla- we're in a sticky situation. Poof, and the who starts playing, the ump throws his shades on. <laughs> Can I ask you a serious question though? How are you going to outlaw sweat? You just said you can't no, pitch but if you're with sweat mix- on your hand. If you're mixing it with a powder, like if you're if you're a, like a if you're a sweater, yeah, and you mix it with rosin, it's going to be gooey. Well, that that's that was the defense. It's like right? making pancake batter. That was the defense yesterday. Ever since you said if you were a sweater, now all I can think of is like a sweater trying to pitch a baseball, and I think we're too. You off know the what I mean? If you, if yeah, you're if you like, sweat a lot, you yeah. can't outlaw sweat though. But it, like if you're put, mixing it with dirt and putting it on the ball, it's sticky. I don't know how you stop yourself from sweating, but I don't know how you stop either of those things because it's baseball. The the ball's going to get dirty, and well, you're, that's, you're playing a. That's wait till the crime lab. You're playing a professional game. You're going to get sweaty. If they find out if it's sweat and resin when they put it in the spinning machine, no suspension. Yeah, rosin. That's not going to be the case. It's not going to be the case. Do, do we have anything else from this segment no. before we get to the phone? Call? They're sending it. They what if they, they send it off to Arlington or wherever the FBI? Is. You're, you're all in on this. I, I love tell. it. Wayne's going to hang up. All right. Um, <laughs> before we move on to Wayne, anytime we talk baseball, anytime we talk Yankees. Brought to you by William Matar. If you're hurt in a car, call William Matar, 444-4444. The Yankees look like they've been hurt in a car. Great segue. Let's go to Wayne in the truck. There's no airbag big enough to brace you for that train wreck. Go ahead. Wayne wants to talk some recruiting. What's up, Wayne? Well, one one thing you can do to stop the sweating, take some deodorant and rub it on your forehead, but then there's going to be that jelly goop on your forehead. That seems like an illegal substance. Yeah. But um, no, I, I'm happy. I'm happy that we got we got the shooting guard. But we've always been able to get, you know, shooting guard and and wings. I'll be really impressed if we can get another big guy here sometime soon. But Polly, Polly, you got to go out and have some fun, brother. I, You're letting the trolls get to you. I do have fun. This is this is okay. fun to me. It's fun oh, okay. to me to yell at people and call them losers. It's it's, it's part. It makes me happy. That's why I work well, here. Well, then keep it up. Thank you. Keep it up, because it's fun to me, too. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking in, Wayne. Yeah, you are you are definitely fired up today. I can't tell if you're, like, actually fired up or it's just, like, for the, the show. The Katari Richmond thing is enough. Yeah. Enough. You're actually fired up this about that. This is like that. me on Friday. Was I being stupid to be stupid, or was I on to something? Are you being mad to be mad? Or no, you're just naturally like, stupid. I'm not always mad. Well, you could say spoiler alert first. <laughs> What else you got for us, Jordan? I tell you what, you said we we're going to do back-to-back uh, segments of today's business. Let's let's take a time out here. Uh, we'll reset. 315-437-7644. More of today's business on the other side. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. This is Orange Nation.
All right, Stephen Pauly back with you here on a Monday edition of Orange Nation, the Greater Syracuse Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, in the process of releasing its class of 2021, we've got the class uh, in front of us here. So this is uh, these are the inductees for the class of 2021. Uh, Tyvon Branch, former CNS football player, went on to play in the NFL. Uh, he's in the class. Ed Carlin. Syracuse University uh, wrestler from back in the day. Tim Conley, who went to Ballinsville, played uh, about a decade or so in the NHL, uh, Islanders, Sabres, Maple Leafs. Uh, Tori DeSilvia, uh, we know uh, Rick Beardsley awfully well. That's, that's Rick Beardsley's wife. She was a, an All-American swimmer, uh, went to Nottingham, and then uh, ended up going to, uh, to the University of Tennessee, where she was an all, All-American as well. Is that a big uh, swimming school? Uh, I do not know the answer to that. It's an SEC school. You can look it up while I'm going through the rest of the class here. Okay. Uh, Pat Driscoll, we all know him as a uh, as a top-notch college basketball referee. Bishop Blood and Product, uh, he's in this class. Jennifer Hughes was a, an all-state soccer player at ESM. Scored 1,000 career points in basketball. She went on to play soccer at Colgate. Uh, Tim O'Hara, West Genesee alum, Syracuse University lacrosse star, uh, three-time All-American at SU, playing lacrosse. And then the uh, I think you and I would both consider the headliner of this class, one Paul Pasqualoni. Oh, fire coach P. So there you go. There's the class. Tyvon Branch, Ed Carlin, Tim Conley, Tori DeSilvia, Pat Driscoll, Jennifer Hughes, Tim O'Hara, and Paul Pasqualoni. It's about, you know... I, I I brought this up off the air to you, Coach P. The university needs to acknowledge him, right? Also, in at what, some it, point, I think you have uh, yes. to acknowledge he existed first of all. Yes. What? How would you like them to honor Coach P? I uh, I don't know, but they needed. He's the all-time winning coach at Syracuse University, a school that had Ben Schwartzwalder. And Coach Mack, he's the all-time winning coach. Um, I would say, I don't know, maybe you hang something in the rafters next to Billy Joel. <laughs> uh, for God's sakes. Have they done anything for Coach Mack? Am I... Uh, am I uh, Like anything for Yeah, they, I felt like they hung well, there was a... The, there was the, the patch top. after he passed away. I thought they hung like a suit jacket or something up they may have yeah well, they have a ring of honor now it might be a good uh it might be a a good thing to put him in the ring of honor yeah well now he's he's going into the greater syracuse sports hall of fame i, I wonder, he deserves it he does he absolutely deserves it i do wonder um because it's kind of like he's been erased i do wonder how he would feel about it and maybe that's it's been long enough. You like, think? Okay. Yeah, for him too. Like, they, there needs to be a reconciliation there, because I do think he would get a warm welcome from the fans, and not initially, right? Yeah. Because no, I think now, I think people, especially now, especially now, I right, think yeah. people are, realized that they uh, looked a gift horse in the mouth, as they would say. Grass isn't always greener. Yeah. Be careful what you wish yeah. for. All those sayings. Yeah. You've got you. you we take Coach P in a heartbeat right now getting the records he had right yeah i don't i don't think when it happened he would have gotten a warm reception winning got stale when he got fired right. 
Yeah. It did. You know, being six and six got him fired. Well, the program got stale. Yeah. I think for you know, for most people. And the cupboard was kind kinda bare. Um I, I just I, I do wonder how he would feel about being honored by the university. I dude's made a lot of money since he left. Sure. He's he's had a great career. I think, I think he would accept it. Like I, I think this is, uh, there should be a reconciliation process. Because he, he, this is about th- this honor today, though. This is about the city yes. and the community, which you know. Well, the he community, obviously, yeah, the community should too. The community chased about. They it, like there was a vocal part of this community that chased about that complained to the that complained to the university. So, I mean, ultimately, though, the university pulled the trigger. He was he was the head of the college football coaches association when he got fired. Yeah, right. that's impressive. Yeah, when every other coach in uh, in football thinks you're good, but your school doesn't. So, so you know, it, there there needs to be like maybe this is the first step. Maybe he sits down when he comes in to accept his award. I'd love to see him speak. I want to go see this now just to see him speak. Yeah, I mean, he spent 18 years here. You know, his kids grew up here. Uh, this was this was a big part of his life. They complained um, when he got hired, too. Yeah, right. So. I, he deserves it. I, I'm glad he's going in. Um, it's going to be tough. You know, that's a big class. It's going to be interesting. Like, I went last time. Like, yeah, because it got skipped for COVID, right? right? So Gr- went Grilly and Brianna Stewart. That's a tough class to follow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so. Uh, but they do a great job, and that's a fun class. I, you know, so it is, and they they do a great job, and they always find a way to have a couple of you know huge names in the class, and you know, obviously Paul Pasqualoni, I think, headlines the list. Pat Driscoll and everything that he's accomplished as an official. Um, you know, I remember watching Tim Conley. You know, when when he was growing up, you know, I remember Tim Conley when he was sixteen, seventeen years old. Um, and it's unfortunate that his career was was cut short in part by you know head injuries and and you know what we're learning about concussions and so on and so forth. But he was a a heck of a player. Tyvon Branch is giving back to the community, um, you know, with Mike Hart and and Latavius Murray, and they they've put together their foundation and and he's helped out with that in the past. So this is a a really really good class. And uh, and again the uh, the induction ceremony itself, uh, we should pass that along. It uh, it's set for November first. Uh, at uh, the Wyndham, formerly the uh, the Holiday Inn in Liverpool on Electronics Parkway. So there you go. Uh, so after a one-year hiatus, uh, that, that ceremony is now back. Can I hit the breaking news? Uh, sure, yeah. This is breaking news. Breaking sports news. You hear it first. According to John Rothstein, uh, 10 minutes ago on uh, the Twitter, Syracuse will host Indiana in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Just beat Indiana over the weekend, getting Justin yes. Taylor. The Justin Taylor Bowl. That's right. Uh, their schedule is no joke. Their schedule is difficult. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to cover. Yeah. There's not a lot of breaks in that schedule. Yeah. They will have Break. ample ample opportunity. Yeah, so there's a lot of quad ones uh, on that schedule. Uh, Mike Waters did actually a great job he breaking did. that down yeah. o- over the past week. And this team is going to have to gel and grow up fast. You know, you're putting your big boy pants on right out the gate. Yeah, they don't have a single forward on the roster that uh, played here last yeah. year. So, talking about gelling uh, quickly. So yeah, it's going to be uh, 
It's going to be interesting. Should be fun. So, again, uh, John Rothstein reporting Syracuse and Indiana. Is that in it the now? ACC Big Is that Ten the Challenge. schedule? Is there any more openings? Um, I don't believe we know all of the non-conference opponents yet. I don't think they've filled them all in. Some of the some of the lesser opponents. I don't. Think uh, I thought filled. they had. I'll have to go back and. I want to say don't Lafayette, know, right? I, I think we only don't we only know a handful of the non-conference, like the the. Well, left. I think you're gonna if if the battle for Atlantis is like the other right so tournaments, you're gonna get a couple home games against lesser teams also, but I'm not a positive right, on that. Right. So those may be uh, crowbarred in. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a, at least a few that we don't know yet, but yes, we know a lot of them, and um, it's going to be tough. I mean, the, the schedule is going to be awfully difficult. All right, let's take our final time out here. We'll wrap up the show right after this on ESPN Radio.